This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. And the cover story of Bloomberg Business Week magazine is all about Zoom. And as we talked about earlier with our own Drake Bennett and Joel Weber of Business Week, you know, I didn't know what Zoom was. I now know what it is. I've created my own conferences, you know, my own calls uh, with family. I've done yoga class. And that's class. saying something about ease of use, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, because I'm not, as most folks know, um, not <laughs> so good when it comes to technology. Ask You're my not husband. an expert. You're very proficient. <laughs> you know, but I, I, but I don't res- think anybody's I calling you. I resent that because in college, I would run the board. I did really well. I'm actually, you know, not so bad. Everybody just likes to jump on me. Um, um, yeah, all right. All right. Checks so, out. But check it out, Zoom, in a in a market year where there has been so much volatility and most names are down for the year, shares of Zoom, the usage is up and the stock is up 83%, Jason. Yeah, it's really, really interesting uh, to watch. And, and I have to say, I was on a Zoom call uh, with an investment banker friend uh, earlier. And, you know, because it's nice to see people. And, oh, I, and I think that we're going to get so into well. that conversation. And it works really well. The Brady and, Bunch <laughs> element, I kind of love if you've got a bunch of people on there. And he basically said, he's like, listen, I'm spending more time on Zoom than with my family at, at this point. And that's saying something because we're all spending a lot of time uh, with our families. But, you know, a lot of companies have, have set this up. Uh, it is a way that they are communicating with each other. You yeah. know, it was interesting to hear from, and I don't know what platform they're using, but to hear from Simon Allen mm-hmm. about the power of video and the fact that he yeah. is taping videos, that he's pushing out uh, to his staff updates. I do think, you know, we get so uh, used to seeing people that it is nice to see people. It's nice to see you. You know, we have our little system uh, here set up. You're the only person uh, that I get to see uh, on the show, and I get to see you roll your eyes. I know. You do indeed. All right. We do want to get to the cover story uh, that we said it is about Zoom, which has gone from conferencing app to the coronavirus pandemic social network. It has led to a soaring of both usage demand and, as I mentioned earlier, Zoom stock price. It's also led to some concerns concerns about privacy and use of data about the app. But we're going to get into all of this. Eric Yuan, uh, Yuan, excuse me, is founder and CEO of Zoom. He joins us on the phone from San Jose, California. Eric, so great to have you here with us. Um, Welcome to Bloomberg. Uh, You, your family, uh, everybody's doing okay? Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're doing fine. Thank you so much. So talk to us about Zoom. As I kidded earlier, I didn't know about it. Now I've been on many Zoom calls. I've done a yoga class, uh, organized family meetings uh, that where I've got family. I'm a large family across the country. Talk to us a little, a little bit about usage and the demand that you're seeing. Yeah, so first of all, you know, when we started and prior to this crisis, Zoom was built for serving the business and enterprise customer. And recently, given the usage from consumers or the consumer use cases, we had to pivot, right, to focus on those brand new users, brand new use cases, because we really want to help out, you know, during this crisis. And usage for sure is uh, is much higher than before because, uh, you know, brand new users, brand new use cases from all over the world. And we're working extremely, extremely hard to handle all kinds of issues like capacity, the, the consumer use case, the privacy, and so on and so forth. Right. And I just want to put some numbers, Jason, just before you jump in, because I know Drake had mentioned you guys had about 10 million daily users in December. That number now is, Jason, about 200 million. Yeah, it's amazing. And so how do you cope with that, uh, Eric, in, in terms of just the the physical capacity, the infrastructure uh, that you needed to, to get online and presumably get online very fast? 
you know, first of all, it's re- extremely, extremely hard. We had the Chinese offer, but what's more important is that I actually really, really appreciate uh, two of our partners. Without those two partners, well, I think we cannot survive. You know, every night we needed added you know several thousand servers. And you know, Andy, the CEO of uh, AWS, Amazon, you know, did a great job. His team, his infrastructure really helped us. And Oracle, uh, Larry, and uh, Safra, their Oracle Club also helped us a lot. I think those two great partners and really helped us to scale our backend and give us more capacity. Without Amazon, without uh, Oracle, I think you know we are we already have a huge problem. Well, it's interesting. I mean, it sounds like you you went right to the top there. I mean, that just sort of shows you the the interest in this in in many ways and the importance of your partnership for those companies. They see you as as obviously just driving a huge part of the economy that has gone uh, virtual rather than than physical. It sounds like uh, you are right. I would say I would give the credit, you know, to Amazon and Oracle. They, you know, especially Oracle. They did it practically in order for for any business. They just want to help because this is a you know crisis. You know, they want to do all they can to help. They look at what we need. They they did everything practically to help us. You know, Andy as well, the Amazon as well. I think this is the time to show the corporate. You know, social responsibility, and uh, nobody is talking about uh, you know sales or marketing or anything else. This is a great you know uh, great role model for many companies to follow. So, Eric, you know the usage numbers and the increases are just unbelievable, uh, and I am curious how much of what's happening today do you think translates into longer term usage trends, especially once we get on the other side of the virus. That's a great question for now, and we really, really do not think about that. The reason why for now the number one priority is make sure serving the existing users well, fix all the privacy, any potential security issues, and because this is a critical time. This is a crisis. Right? As long as we can keep the, the current users you know, working from home already very challenging to help every Americans and, uh, you know, okay at home and also make sure the help the economy, that's our top priority. But regarding the future and uh, what's going to happen, we really do not focus on that. We also do not focus on monetization either. I think it's time for us to really help out, to help the economy, to help the society. So, Eric, we have to talk about the education side of this. Um, I know that you have uh, taken some criticism here in New York City uh, and elsewhere for some privacy concerns, especially because it is being used uh, so heavily in a classroom, a virtual uh, classroom setting. Help us understand what happened and what you had to do in response. Yeah, when we started, actually, we jumped on this, uh, you know, too quickly. It was Friday, school shut down. We worked so hard over the weekend. Hey, let's do something to help the you know, community and add capacity. Let's offer the free k school access. I think that we have good intention. Unfortunately, you know, our service was beautiful, serving enterprise customers. We have uh, all kinds of uh, security features built in. Normally, the enterprise IT team. They will decide which feature to enable, which feature to disable, and train the users before they come on board. And for those uh, schools, I think we made a mistake. You know, we should not not only do we offer a service, but also should play an IT role for them. You know, on day one, we should enable password. On day one, we should disable attendee sharing. On day one, we should enable waiting room. But after learning that, we take you know we took quick actions already, and this issue those issues already fixed. And uh, but New York, you know, city's public school, we are still in the process, working together with them, because you know a lot of public schools and in New York, 
they all work work together with us directly. And they wanted to manage, you know, more like manage uh, all the schools with a master account to make sure enforce the security setting, right? I think they are doing the right thing. And in the process, still working together with us now. So, you know, some of the other concerns were, I mean, Taiwan was concerned about um, data that was going through um, and traffic that was going through Chinese data centers. From what I understand, you folks have said that you mistakenly sent that traffic through. Um, has that stopped completely? That company stopped last Friday. I want to clarify that. It's not every meeting sent to China. That's why people, I guess, probably read the headline news and then in the future, after read and understand what's going on, hopefully they are going to change the decision back. The problem is we have a global distributed meeting center. Mm-hmm. So for, if you and I will have a meeting here, suppose both of us, we should connect to our U.S. data center. But in you know, extremely rare cases, and the one of the attendees had a connection problem, and we tried many, many times, go back to our backup, get backup data center. Backup data center has a configuration problem. And also the, the server in China also there. So meaning in the rare, rare cases, it's, by the way, it's random. It's very, very random. Also, that's our Zoom China data center. Plus, we also know which meeting, what time, which participant had a connection problem, you know, routing through our Zoom China data center. We have all those information, and this is already completely fixed. Not like you know, all the data centers to China or, or in something like this. There's a pattern. No, it's completely random. We have all those logging data. So that's why we have a high confidence. Right. I guess they may not know that for now. Well, and let me ask you, too. I mean, I'm curious what your response is to the news that Google, um, SpaceX, Tesla, they're not allowing employees to use Zoom because I think some of what you said about with privacy concerns or other problems is it's because it's non-business users who don't know how to set things up securely. These are companies that certainly know how to do that. So what's your response to those companies not allowing their employees to use Zoom? Yes, SpaceX was our customer before, and also, and I think even before this, because you know we made a, a mistake, you know our iPhone client and embedded uh, you know Facebook SDK, you know some of the you know not sensitive personal information, you know send it out, and uh, that's the reason why you know even before this, you know this is this they feel like hey we need to really focus on those kind of problems. I think that's why we are going to freeze any new features in every three months. We double down, triple down on those. Uh, you know, the, the, the issues, and I think we are going to win the trust back. And, uh, you know, that's uh, we are going to work 10 times harder and to win the trust back for, for those users. And so, Eric, you know, another sort of looking ahead question in the sense that I think we all uh, agree to some extent or another that our lives, our world is fundamentally changed here. And I do wonder, as more companies, you know, start to think about remote, we're thinking about changes in commercial real estate. We're thinking about all these ways that, that our lives have changed, how we communicate personally, how we communicate with with business. Look around the corner for us. How does this platform, how does your platform change? How do you sort of keep ahead of competitors in some ways? So that's a great question. I think because of this crisis, hopefully this crisis can end very, very soon. It's you know so painful for everyone. I think after this crisis, I think the way to work is very will be very, very different. And the, the I would say you know to work from home might become uh, very common now, right? And because you know for now more like a stress test to see if working from home works or not. I think it does to some extent. So and also the consumer use case and the business use case, I think the boundary is not a, you know where you know the, the clear anymore. So that's why 
we need to rethink about, you know, on the one hand, we keep serving our big enterprise customer. That's our focus. And also, given the so many consumer use cases, you know, how to make sure we really balance that, really focus on privacy, really focus on security. That, that's something, you know, it's, it's overnight, you know, we, we are facing this kind of problem. And it's pretty tough. And we're, we are taking these kind of things very, very seriously. So in terms of the privacy concerns, and also there were concerns about you sharing, you know, Zoom sharing data with other companies, um, I think whether it was Facebook and some others, um, is that not happening? So the Facebook issues are already fixed, I would realize, you know, two weeks ago, and within 24 hours, we already fixed that. Essentially, that's uh, we invited a Facebook SDK into our iPhone client. And we did not know. We did not know when we initialized SDK. You know, some of the device information again, not a personal sensitive information, and send it to the the Facebook. So we do not know that. It's more like a software bug. We already completely fixed that within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that is already fixed. So we never wanted. We, ne- we never have any intention to sell any customer data to any other third party. So how do you, I, I mean, I guess another future-looking uh, question here, Eric, this is a question that we're asking so many leaders uh, that we talk to, entrepreneurs, investors, college presidents, everyone. We just spoke with the CEO of McGraw-Hill, who obviously is very familiar with your work uh, being in the education space. And, and we do wonder, what does the world look like uh, on the other side of this? You know, you mentioned uh, work changing. You mentioned our, our lives changing. But what are some ways maybe that we're underappreciating in terms of how the world will be different as we start to figure out this new normal? Uh, that's a great question. For now, actually, for us, you know, seriously, we just focus on two things: you know, scalability, make sure service keep the service up, and also double down, triple down on our investment in privacy and uh, in the deal with any you know potential security issues. And other than those two things, and uh, we we I really do not have a bandwidth to think about that because this is full of uh, uncertainty. This is unprecedented, and uh, it's really hard. You know, everything is. It's struggled. We also struggled, right? To kind of uh, never realize this kind of a use case and the traffic. So we, we really do not have bandwidth to think about, you know, the, the future. Just to, you know, focus on today. You know, keep the service up. But wait a minute, wait a minute, Eric, you are someone who, you know, anticipated the future that we would need a service like this that was easily usable. Do you anticipate, though, that maybe when we get on the other side of the virus, that we do have a world where more people are much more comfortable talking this way? There's got to be some, you know, you know, put on your futurist hat some at some point, you know, that you see, you know, a different kind of future or do you not? That's a great point. You are so right. We should. I believe we should. But for now, we just uh, you know need to put all the effort. You know, focus on the scalability and privacy. And uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, but uh, this is a great point. I I, I think you are right on. But uh, this should be something we needed to think about. You know, very very quickly and seriously. I do want to ask you one thing because I am looking. You know, we're Bloomberg. We love numbers. You know, you are a company now with a thirty-four billion dollar market cap. And about six hundred and twenty-two million in revenue. What is necessary for you to really grow into um, that market cap valuation? What do we need to see from Zoom in the next six to twelve months for that to be justified? Because if you look at a PE ratio, it just doesn't make sense at this point. So, what do you need to do to really grow those revenues to grow into that market cap? You know, I, I'm essentially I'm an engineer, right? So I like to focus on something, you know, that can be under our control. For anything that out of our control, I, I really do not know what had happened. You know, even last year, 
you know, we went to public and our public mentioned, you know, and the stock price is too high. Seriously, I had no idea. And maybe everybody think the future is about video communication. For now, I seriously, I had no idea. I, if you ask me, I personally think the stock price is, is too high. I mentioned it last year. I would have been the public already. And I keep mentioning that. You know, for now, it's still high. You know, I think uh, you look at uh, the P, you're so right. And this is a number just uh, ridiculous. I, I, and again, this is out of our control. I never pay attention to stock price. I would say just to focus on the user experience, focus on, you know, make sure our customer happy and the stock price will be taken care of in the future. But for the time being, we just keep working hard, focus on long-term shareholder value. But the short-term stock price, I really don't understand. Yeah, I really do not. All right, we're going to leave it there. We really appreciate your time today. Eric Yuan is founder and CEO of Zoom. Uh, it's a company everybody is talking about. It's the cover story of Business Week this week. And I have to say, good for him for uh, yeah. taking a lot of this stuff uh, yeah. head on. Impressive. You know, I, I have to say a lot of CEOs in this situation taking the criticism uh, that they have uh, would sort of shrink back and he is taking it head on and yeah. uh, answering all the questions. And, you know, this is a guy who certainly gives the impression that he's doing his best to, to solve all these problems, Carol. Right. And with a technology company, you know, often something's out there for a while, you work out the kinks in it, right? That's just the way it happens. And it's with a smaller pool of users and they figure yeah. it out and no you know, small pool of users here <laughs> no exactly right it's just you know um taken off exponentially in terms of the number of users and so the problems are also going to be exacerbated and we're going to hear a lot about them but i am i agree with you jason i'm really impressed to hear a ceo who just says okay you know we messed up some things we're working on it we, we addressed it because that's reality. We can all relate to that. Yeah, it's refreshing when, when a CEO comes on our show and basically says, yeah, we made a mistake. We messed that up. <laughs> and then we fixed it and we're doing our best and we're talking to this person, we're talking to that person. And to hear him talk about the stock price, right? Totally. And say, yeah. you know, it's too high. It's I a think he said ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going to tweet out exactly because it was pretty impressive. All right. You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week. I'm Carol Master along with Jason Kelly. Our thanks again to uh, Eric Yuan, the founder and chief executive officer of Zoom. It is the cover story of Bloomberg Business Week magazine. I highly recommend uh, written by Drake Bennett and Nico Grant. Um, definitely check it out because a very smart story and you learn a lot about that company.